0: Hello and welcome to Barry the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press call, Miss Jens Roddy. I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron (laughs) Labar. I almost missed my cue because I'm almost asleep in my chair. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you're in the in the uh defoe chair part. i'm in the defoe chair in the new uh in the free press newsroom we're in a in a back room with the door closed yeah and it's warm and whenever i get warm i get sleepy so yeah and we've also had a glass of wine because we pre-recorded a segment with exactly then we record the set of order yeah so, yeah um <laughs> so, so. <laughs> so we'll see how the next 20 minutes goes guys <laughs> so that's Fingers your update crossed. um yeah uh, today on the show we well we have Ben. Oh um, yeah. Spoiler alert: Ben's spoiler. back for Budget Wine of the Month Club, which we have now renamed Wine with Ben because Budget Wine of the Month Club is too much work to say and too hard to remember. So evidently. yeah, he uh, he will join us later in the show to taste a fall-inspired red wine. Speaking of fall, we're also going to be talking about fall flavors, yes, and the tyranny of pumpkin spice. I have to apologize in advance because my stomach is making the loudest noises and I'm terrified that they're going to come through in the audio. So if you hear an angry monster, it's just my stomach gurgling. Or it's Gritty. (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. We're also going to talk about Gritty. We are going to talk about Gritty. And we're also going to talk about um, Ticketmaster and this whole like scalping funding snafu. So, how was your week? Um, I just did it again. Did <laughs> you, you hear that? No, I can't hear it. Okay, okay I can hear it. Um, it was good. I actually am having a hard time remembering what I did this week, which is kind of alarming. That could be a good sign, potentially. Is it, though? Or is it just like early onset dementia? No, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe it's because... I think it's because when I get super busy and have so many things to remember, my brain cannot use its power to think, remember about things that have happened already. Right. And it's not instead of things that are coming up. Right. So all of my past memories gone. It's like a self erasing hard drive. It is. is. It's like if my mind was a whiteboard, there's like a little eraser (laughs) coming behind, (laughs) just removing everything. So basically I'm just in social mode because my wedding social is next week. Yeah. That's exciting. So I've been spending most of my time driving around, picking things up, driving around, dropping things off. You know the huge stuffing raffle tickets into Ziploc bags. Yep, I remember when my porch was just completely filled with bags of chips, and I was like, "No, it's it's so." Oh, we time. haven't done we haven't done our Costco run for chips yet, but that's going to happen yeah. this week. Yeah, but really, that's all I've been doing other than work. I went to Keith Urban last week. Oh yes, it was a really good show. Yeah, you're almost uh, nearing the end of your Oof. run of yeah. Bell MTS Play Paul McCartney shows. is Friday of this mm-hmm. week, September twenty eighth, which is the day this podcast comes out. Yep. So, so tonight, tonight. Uh, should be a good show. I've never seen Paul McCartney. Oh my gosh. I saw him when he was here uh, in 2013 at IGF. I took my mom. It was a very special experience because she's been a fan of the Beatles since she was a little girl. Aww. And it was just like, we were on the floor and we were dancing and like, it was just a really nice night. Oh, a- that's very nice. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him again. Even though I'm working, it'll still be a really fun show. I'm sure. I can't believe that show was five years ago already. That's crazy. I know. I can't even believe how time has dis- I disappeared before my eyes. Magic racing how was uh your week away from work yes i was off last week so we did not do the pod um it was good it was actually uh, and i'm going to blow my cover now by talking about this but i figured out the hack for a successful staycation mm-hmm. and that is to tell zero people that you were off uh-huh. yes so they assume that you're at work all day when really you're in your sweatpants in your basement when really i'm sleeping correct Right. okay um <laughs> Because I found the last time that I tried to have a staycation, I was too overscheduled and mm-hmm. then it was like, well, I just might as well like do all these chores and do this stuff and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So this time I really challenged myself to actually rest, which is something I have problems with because usually right. my mind is like, here's what you could be doing or should be doing and blah, blah, blah. Gotta love those shoulds. I know the shoulds are the worst. Um, so I really challenged myself to actually relax and it was successful. I felt actually like the way... Well, I'm very happy for you. The way I've heard you're supposed to feel after vacation, (laughs) heading back to work. I actually had like... I felt that. And I noticed that you've had a surge of story ideas, which means your brain is probably a little bit rested as well. Exactly. So yes, I look forward to the few more days that will last. (laughs) So this weekend... We are participating in in something fun. Yes. Yes, the Manitoba Podcast Festival. Yeah, apparently we're experts or something. Yeah, so we're going to be on some panels talking about like podcasting, Podcasting. (laughs) which is kind of hilarious. (laughs) It is because despite the fact that we work at the Winnipeg Free Press, which of course is an extremely established media brand. Yes. um, This is a pretty like lo-fi thing well podcasting is a very new medium for most people but very new for the paper we're the one of the first ones i know there was a sports one earlier um i think we're also one of the only ones that if not the only maybe that does a weekly yes um that isn't pre-produced so a lot of the podcasts that you hear that are done by traditional media outlets are something like they've produced a series and then they roll them out one at a time yeah this we really literally record every week Mm -hmm. so i just uh, yeah i don't know uh i'm I'm weirdly nervous about it i am a little bit too because i have a bit of imposter syndrome i think Mm -hmm. because we're kind of just you know spoiler alert we kind of just make it up as we go along yeah (laughs) so it's like yeah yeah since it is so new we don't really have a have a prerequisite of how things are supposed to be done or we just kind of go with what we think is best Exactly. It seems to be working out pretty well so far. It seems to be fine. And also, like you know me, I love an audience and <laughs> giving my opinion. So I'm going like, to be like, it's going to be like Pen and Teller, and you're going to be Pen, <laughs> and I'm going to be Teller, just like silently nodding next to you. But just don't put me in a box and try to cut me in half. Okay, I can make that promise. Okay, thanks. Uh, so that is Sunday at the Park Theatre if you're yeah. in Winnipeg. Um, it's only five bucks. Five bucks from noon till four there's a bunch of different panels featuring a bunch of different local podcasters yeah you can find all that information on their social media pages all I think. super talented people yeah yeah so if you just google manitoba podcast festival you will find all it. that stuff will come up you'll find it come see us come see us come to us come say hi um oh oh Fall yeah all flavors Fall flavors so we kind this of this is jen's favorite topic it is my favorite i have lots of opinions about this i know you do so it has been pumpkin spice season for a while now like for a month well it's basically wet winter right now yes and it starts pumpkin spice season has started like a kind of christmas itself has started earlier and earlier and earlier Yeah, september now yeah it's like it's august now yes like the last week of august um i used to be a pumpkin spice Mm. person Mm. psl yes now i'm less so because Mm. there's just too many there's, it's you and just find things. yourself that you don't like the flavor anymore. It's just overkill or your your palate has changed and you don't find it appealing anymore. I think it's just too sweet. Okay. And also just the ubiquity, like things that shouldn't be pumpkin sp- spice flavored are now pumpkin spice, right. like pumpkin so, spice Oreos. I don't want that pumpkin spiced cat food. I feel like the words pumpkin spice, I feel like this is like an ASMR experience for <laughs> people like, <laughs> uh, I have a controver- controversial statement that I hate pumpkin and pumpkin is gross. Mm -hmm. I do not eat pumpkin pie I do not eat pumpkin spice anything I do not like gourds or like I don't I think it's like don't love a gourd it's like orange (laughs) gushy brains and like the taste is bad and I don't understand why people force themselves into eating this because they think it's they think they're supposed to here's the thing though what people call pumpkin or pumpkin spice it's cinnamon is not pumpkin your cinnamon what, and nutmeg is what, yes, you, what the, you love yeah you love a clove that's what you're looking for cloves nutmeg cinnamon i would challenge anyone who says they love pumpkin for i would boil a pumpkin and give them raw pumpkin or not yeah. raw but like unflavored pumpkin exactly pumpkin yeah and you tell me that that's delicious and you're lying to me you are thinking of the spices yes that is my biggest peeve that i see everyone people are like it's pumpkin flavor it's not pumpkin flavored that is incorrect but you know what actually is delicious and is a fall food apples and i feel like apple is the like underloved fall flavor i mean it's like the most well-known fruit but i feel like people are just kind of like "Ugh, i'll eat an apple because there's nothing else available i know there's no dragon fruit or papaya so i'll just eat this apple and yet apple flavored things are delightful always cider yes apple pie apple strudel apple cake if there is an apple any dessert apparently yeah if there's like an <laughs> apple choice like say apple any, crisp oh uh, yeah if there's like an apple availability and like say a nutrigrain grain bar multi-pack for example apple's mm-hmm. the best one every time they used to have or when i was in slovenia they had this flavored water that i was obsessed with it was called za and there's many different types of flavors one my one my favorite one was peach but then the second favorite one was like an apple flavored water unbelievably refreshing i'm just throwing it out there you know it's weird though this is also a controversial opinion i hate apple juice why it's too sweet it's just i don't like it it's just because it it looks like pee no it's just it's (laughs) i don't i don't know it doesn't taste like like, apples to me oh i love apple juice it's just it's yeah there's something about it but yeah pumpkins out apples in yeah apples are better than pumpkins don't at us. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sorry, pumpkin farmers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I like... You also don't like how they look. No, I think they look gross and creepy. Uh, I'm fine with carving holes into them. Yeah. But to make a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, but. I think pumpkins are cute. I think specifically babies dressed as pumpkins are cute. Well, that's not a pumpkin. That's a baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but... I, decorative gourds have their place <laughs> it's fine but you I heard it here first decorative gourds have their place they have their place I used to work at a lifestyle publication I wrote many punny headlines with the word gourd it's all good I just it's that's not my favorite it's all part gourd. of gourd. it's all gourd the gourd the bad and the ugly <laughs> go gourd or go home you know, the <laughs> usual. The huge It's just not my favorite part of fall. Nor is this endless rain that is happening right now. Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's dreary central. Dreary central. Um, we wanted to talk about, speaking <laughs> of things that are orange. Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> gritty. Yeah, I feel my like, nightmares. I feel like... See, this is how we're distracting ourselves from the whole Kavanaugh thing going on, <sighs> which we're not going to talk about because no, we think executive decision that you need a break from that. So we're going to talk oh. about things yeah. that are ridiculous. ridiculous in a different way. Gritty. The Philadelphia is, Flyers mascot. That is what my nightmares are made of. It's I, like a Muppet on meth. Like I just, <laughs> I cannot deal with it. It looks like it's been lit on fire and then lived that's yeah it looks like like a a toy that you put down (laughs) in the 80s in a basement (laughs) opened up the box again in 2018 and the mice got it the mice and the moths got to it (laughs) and that's great so i was what i would look like if i was a muppet (laughs) and had a beard around the entirety of my head um i was already horrified by the still photos oh but but the (laughs) gifts the the gifts of the hip circular wiggle <laughs> that cracks me because up because he is his unblinking unlitted eyes are googly yeah they like, Google around. Boing. <laughs> that's what his eyes would say if they were if they had speech <laughs> well, i don't know where this came from and why they thought it was i mean everyone's talking about it so i guess that's that's part of it but yeah it's just such a ludicrous choice it, and it s- scares children it's terrifying like i don't like clowns at all and this is too similar to a clown it's yeah it's scary it's scary like i'm not joking when i say that i will have nightmares if i see that more regularly than i already have (laughs) like Like, it it has no nose (laughs) maybe that's what it is i think so and and it has no nose and i don't know if it's actually like this or if it's just like the way the hair is but it looks like a skull (laughs) it looks like something that melted in a microwave yeah, or was lit on fire. Yeah, it's scary. That's a good analysis. It is scary, and I think we'll probably be. Some people love it though, and it will be the. My fiance loved it. I it said, "Hey, the have you seen costume. Have you seen Gritty?" And he's like, "Yeah, i love him." But I'm like, Why? Why?" Based <laughs> on, I want to know more about this opinion. I feel like he should have been on the pod. Maybe I liked though. What I did like was, and this is terrible, but the video of him slipping on his skates and falling over. <laughs> I, I'm not a mean person, but that made me laugh out yeah. loud. Yeah, apparently Gritty has problem sting as i said vertical he's he's top heavy (laughs) and it's also apparently the like the costume is like six feet tall oh my gosh yeah Mm. is it bringing you back to your folklore mlama days (laughs) yeah i'm like i couldn't imagine doing anything other than like walking slowly in a mascot costume let alone being on skates so like good for you but like yeah Yeah. i don't know but anyway if you haven't seen it or heard about it please look it up because you will either laugh or cry or both yeah it's terrible. you're welcome uh moving to slightly more serious topics just interesting actually it's interesting it's interesting it's interesting so this was last week but we didn't get a chance to talk about it but Mm -hmm. i feel like it's relevant because both of us go to a lot of entertainment events and we also you are current music writer i am a former music writer yep and this is a topic that has come up a lot and that is ticket scalping ticket scalping huge story when the tragically hip announced their farewell tour yeah. and people were super frustrated at not being able to get tickets mm-hmm. people continue to be frustrated at not being able to get tickets yes and then the uh, toronto star and cbc teamed up on an undercover piece yes a very very interesting undercover piece that i would highly recommend you. yes i usually don't promote you know competitors work but it no, was very good but i think in this case it's, it's warranted yeah for sure um and basically they expose the ways in which the um ticketmaster reselling site yeah so it's part of basically they're working with scalpers Yeah. yeah so that they earn the fees on tickets twice so they earn the fee when the scalper initially buys the ticket and then they earn the fee when the scalper sells the ticket to another person right so they're like doubling up on the fees that they're earning basically and i have no idea how this is legal well, I noticed that the like Ticketmaster sanctioned reselling. Yes, and so it's basically like you think it's safe because it's, it's not like StubHub and it's verified tickets, and they yeah. use language like "verified" to yes. you know make yeah. it seem legit False sense of security. And yeah, what the undercover reporters learned is that they'll completely turn a blind eye to any scalping, which activity. is awful because mm-hmm. I already get irate when I try to buy a concert ticket. And then an extra 30 or 40% of the cost is added on in random fees, like processing fee, internet usage fee, you have eyebrows fee, like and any <laughs> kind of fee. And it just like, I don't want to pay $100 for a $60 concert ticket. It just seems like, I don't know. Again, I don't know how that's legal. I don't know either. And I can't believe that they haven't, like, Ticketmaster hasn't really sat down with either media outlet to talk. Which is also Yeah, out. they've kind of given some very vague, unhelpful statements. And then uh, a Toronto-based law firm has now launched a proposed class action lawsuit. I don't blame them. It just seems absolutely ridiculous to me that this has managed to go on for so long. Well, and I think... The- and that they have such a corner on the market. That's the thing. And I think this... Because it's not just concerts, it's sports, uh, it's cirque, it's like everything goes through, almost everything goes through Ticketmaster, if not Live Nation. Well, and I think because of the merger between Ticketmaster and Live Nation, it's become the only game in town Mm -hmm. and in anybody's town, right? And I think that's the problem with monopolies is that... It's bad for everybody. Exactly. Just everybody loses. So I'll be interested to see what comes out of it, the class action. Basically, if you sold, like the resold tickets or bought resold tickets um for you could be after of it. 2013. Mm-hmm. Um you yeah. Details are a bit scant at the moment, but it's just really interesting and it's I'm I'm so happy that someone has finally been able to write something about this because for years people have just been so PO'd about paying all those fees and then having to pay them again for like a resale ticket. Yeah, it's bonkers. Before we Uh, head over to talk to ben about wine we want to do a very quick signal boost because there's been a lot of really good stuff coming out of the paper in the last couple weeks yes let's talk about our own media outlet yeah instead of other people take that other media (laughs) (laughs) you don't have your podcast (laughs) (laughs) what did you want to plug okay i would like to plug the work of one of our freelancers actually his name is claude adams he is in puerto rico um i'm not sure if he lives there or what his situation is but he's reporting for us from puerto rico on the murder for hire trial um the death of a winnipeg man and they basically his wife has been accused of setting up a murder for hire plot you know how much i love true crime yes and this is this is like a netflix series waiting to happen it for sure is and i feel like nobody's talking about it i know so if i could point you all to something it would be to go look up all these articles because he's in court like covering this trial and so the wife has been accused the hitman confessed i believe they have him in custody and the hitman pointed out the wife and two other accomplices saying like they hired me to do this and they were going to pay me three million dollars and the husband had a fortune of 24 million dollars so basically what the (laughs) i'm going to try to sum this up basically what what the sort of premise of the prosecution is Uh, is that the husband was planning on leaving the wife. There was problems in the marriage, and if he had done that, she would have lost out on his fortune, right? I mean, obviously, she'd get some kind of alimony, but it wouldn't be equivalent. So, oh, there's my tummy. (laughs) Did you hear that? I heard that one. I was very excited about this true crime. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Very excited. (laughs) So anyway, anyway... So basically what they're trying to prove is that she and her two accomplices hired a hitman to uh to take out the husband so that she would get his money before he could divorce her. Okay. Is the plot. And then the hitman is saying that they promised him a $3 million payout if he completed the hit, which he was not paid. Oh Yeah. So then recently the wife was up on the stand, which is like basically murder trial 101, don't put your don't put your suspect on the stand because she's going to talk herself into a hole. And she did exactly that. And so it's like, yeah, it's getting it's getting real good. So if I can suggest a good uh, fun read. Well, not fun, but interesting read. Yeah, super interesting. Check out check out that series of stories. Uh, the one I'm going to talk about is completely different. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, a uh, hyper local story that Jill Wilson Put together mm-hmm. on recycling, and <gasps> basically, I know. <laughs> but basically, even though it is a like, a, it's a long read. Like, get a cup of coffee and spend some time with it. I know, but it's, there's it's fascinating. It's so fascinating, and there's so much valuable information in there. But the tldr Cole's notes is we're all recycling wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're and like doing everything we're doing is just going into a landfill, basically. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm one of the uh, younger staffers she mentions who took this recycling quiz to kind of gauge our recycling aptitude. Yeah. And I did poorly. Did and you And I fail? grew up with recycling. No, it's like 60%. Mm. But like things such as removing caps from yeah, bottles. Yeah, I had no idea. I had, no, had idea I have no idea. That you have to wash your containers. Like I mean, I do rinse my containers. I do too, but. Just because I don't want it to smell. But they, they, your recycling bin should basically be spotless like there should be no like i know like stuff in it and the stuff that she has been finding in people's recycling unbelievable is unbelievable like she found a fur vest and in, in <laughs> her buildings recycling bin once, and like a wicker basket and like a plum <laughs> My partner is very bad for that because the recycling box is closer to the entrance of the kitchen than the garbage mm. so he'll be like that's recyclable and throw it in and I'm like no that's not recyclable and just because it has the little recycling symbol on it, it does not very make misleading. It so yeah very misleading So there is an app that she mentions in the story that is super helpful and also like a big poster. But obviously it doesn't have everything ever on it. Because the city is eventually going to be rolling out this new campaign about how to recycle properly, which is sort of why the story was written in the first place. But exactly. Like if you need to know how to recycle your religious artifacts, Jill will hook you up with the story. So uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's still going. My (laughs) tummy, every time something exciting happens, it's like, boop. we're back this month with Ben McPhee Sigurdsson, wine, books, spirits, writer extraordinaire, beer. What else do you write about, Ben?
1: Oh, arts and culture, uh, dribs and drabs, this and that, <laughs> odds and sods, <laughs> hither and yon. Uh,
0: so Budget Wine of the Month Club. Bwom Club. Boom Club, as we've now called it. We may change it to just wine with Ben because Budget Wine of the Month Club is a bit of a mouthful. And also, for being a fairly simple... A sentence. I can never remember what the segment is no, called. Me neither.
1: Yeah. Uh, you yeah, yeah. I have no idea.
0: You both completely rely on me to remember. It's all right. So as always, we asked Ben to find a wine, $15 or under. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this theme this time was fall, but nothing with pumpkin because I hate pumpkin.
1: No, no. Unfortunately, I may have to taste some pumpkin beer soon because there's lots of local ones, but i uh, not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thankfully there's no pumpkin spice wines that i know of at least <laughs> oh, although if i found one i might want to try it um this is not a pumpkin spice wine as far as i know i have a
0: question before mm-hmm. you get to this wine there mm-hmm. is orange wine though right
1: well yeah oh boy this is a long I, this requires its own episode orange wine is like i don't even know how to describe it it's like sort of naturally made wine um is it orange It's orange in (laughs) color, but it's like it it refers also to like a whole process whereby like grapes are left on the skins, even on even on white wine. So it's got that sort of orangish color. It's usually made from from white wine grapes. And um, oh, man, I'm going to totally get all the details wrong um no one will know trust me <laughs> and no people will know um and uh it's like low intervention so minimal uh natural all natural yeast minimal intervention minimal filtration findings, so it's all often kind of cloudy looking and so sort of strangely orange in color because the the extended skin contact uh, because there a lot of white wine grapes are actually sort of pinkish to light red and so if you leave the skins on like you take the skins off typically for white wines for red wines leave them on for a few days and that imparts the color because if you took the skins off of red wine grapes you could make white wine
0: well, orange wine sounds gross. So let's talk <laughs> oh, about. Well, we about should do a good or gross sometime. We should do a good or gross orange
1: shlo- or natural wine too. Like it sort of falls into the similar a similar category. Yeah.
0: Cloudy and strangely orange. Does mm-hmm. that sound yummy? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this wine is called Castillo de Cova Negra, uh twenty thirteen uh it's um from made from the Monastrell grape which is also known as morvedre in france or mataro in australia not too confusing at all um it's 2013 so it spends 12 months in barrel um see if it says what kind i don't know it doesn't really matter oak barrel probably big old neutral spanish oak barrels. Hmm. Uh, you, I mean usually that's a uh, it wouldn't be like new french oak because those are or new new oak small oak barrels because those are very expensive and you rarely find a wine that is 12.99 like this one. Woohoo. Um, way under budget. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. So Love even, it. even with taxes in, we're under 15. Uh, Spain makes great um, value reds. I find Spain and Portugal in nice hearty sort of rustic typically uh reds that they make so i thought it would be a sort of a good mm-hmm. contender for a fall feature on the old Boam club i have another question mm-hmm.
0: um so i don't know if this is just like a me and my friends thing or a accepted thing, so i'm Mm going to ask the expert but Mm -hmm. like the drinking wine white wine in the summer versus red wine in the winter like it's sort of the seasonal thing is that like a is that a thing
1: well it's i think it's a thing i think it's personal preference i mean you can drink you could drink uh uh, i don't know light moscato or Pinot Grigio or whatever year round but i do tend to um switch my wine preferences with the seasons like when it's 30 degrees outside i don't really want to be drinking a room temperature red even if the room temp even if it's like in an air-conditioned room room Mm -hmm. temperature um uh alternately yeah you just i i I find comfort in in wines like this i think in the in the winter whereas in the summer you just sort of want to do more fun have more fun things to drink and like sit outside and you know nice and chill down and stuff I mean you can chill your red if you want yeah I would probably I usually chill my reds for about 10 to 15 minutes just to take the edge off or whatever but um yeah I tend to drink seasonally I don't think it's a it's not a hard fast rule but um I yeah I I would do whatever you want (laughs) do you you? yeah you do you you do you that's right okay I'm gonna open this so you have to take this microphone now no problem. I will
0: say the label is really pretty. I think it would just it like is, look nice yes, on your shelf.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got some grapes on it and, uh, and a castle and some words. I just Ooh. like anything
0: gold because it makes it look fancy. <laughs> All right.
1: mm. a, dollar store, a dollar store wine opener because I shamefully do not have one here because um, I took it out of my bag before I went traveling. I have about... 3 dozen at
0: home so yeah i'm going to ask you about your travels in a m- moment mm-hmm. because i feel like our listeners Ready? oh oh nicely done that was a good one i feel like people might want to know uh, about your wine tasting experiences judging i can do
1: both yeah sure so i was uh, recently in um uh penticton i was judging at the bc lieutenant governor's wine awards uh over the course of three or four days i tasted about uh i don't know 270 british columbia wines and uh yeah it was pretty on the old teeth (laughs) um but uh so i did that and uh it was just sort of whirlwind in on thursday and out on sunday and that was it So so when
0: you're what is the outcome like are there prizes that are handed out at this time well, or is it sort of like one part of a process of awarding people things
1: yes i mean we determined about a dozen like sort of they're sort of ranked gold sil- silver bronze or nothing or platinum um and so uh, the results haven't been released yet they're still sort of embargoed um and i don't know all of them anyway but I no maybe I'd. anyway um <laughs> So you, the first couple days, you sort of spend uh, certain, some wines will sort of get golds, others silvers, bronzes, and then the ones that get gold end up go- going on to the final day, at which point, you know, there's probably about, that whittles it down from about 700 that were entered to about 60. And then from the 60, you sort of pick about a 10 to 12 that you Mm -hmm. think will merit platinum and then all the judges get together and sort of have conversations and discussions and retaste and stuff like that to see which of the 12 gets the one uh gets the gets awarded the lieutenant governor's wine of the year so um, yeah it's kind of cool it's fun it's sort of democratic there's like lots of sort of little scrap little mini scraps here and there like (laughs) verbal scraps not like physical like smashing glasses smashing. over people or whatever <laughs> but uh, yeah th- it's all done blind so you don't know wh- whose wines oh, you're tasting you know that you're tasting i mean i
0: guess that makes sense if you guys all know different yeah yeah
1: you might have like just ingrained or whatever, favorites or yeah. whatever so you know you get a flight of like eight or nine pinot noirs all at once and you see the vintage and you see the grape Jeez. and that's about it and you start doing that every day at 8 30 yeah until, ouch. yeah you do about 95 to 100 wines a day for the first couple of days and then the third day you start at eight o'clock and you do another 60 or 70. That's
0: crazy.
1: Fun, fun, fun. And you spit them all, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, except for maybe the last day in the last round where you find your favorites. and. You're right. But even with spitting, I would mm-hmm. imagine it's still a lot. Yeah, there's probably some sort of absorption through your face mouth whatever <laughs> absorption <laughs> through your face that's face probably absorption. the worst wine related thing i've ever said in my life
0: i will say that this wine i can smell it from mm-hmm. se- like it's very potent mm-hmm. not in a bad way just you like want. i can, you can definitely have a big one
1: if you want. um there's a big glass um,
0: oh squeaky chair yes
1: and these to these uh, we have three glasses here i broke one after the last um installment and uh, just so just got too crazy I, well i was trying to dry it off and i just whatever anyway so i found these other glasses that was that i was led to uh that were just here from our i guess our old boardroom or something like that and there's like full china sets and stuff like that we have and
0: we are in the free press building right now
1: yes sorry yes um
0: not my house Yes. where there is also wine glasses well yeah and full china sets (laughs) um
1: yeah so it's it's it is fairly pronounced i don't know what do you guys think if you when you smell it what do you get it
0: seems like it's going to be quite rich Mm -hmm. i think it just smells good (laughs)
1: that's good enough for me um
0: like fruity it smells like fruity to me
1: yeah i mean morvedra mm, it's it's not a grape that you see on its own too often or monastro in, in this case um even usually spanish wines tempranillo is sort of the the big boss when like it comes a little to grapes sweet. There. Mm-hmm. yeah it's got like brambly sort of blackberry and like a little bit of like berries that's what it is almost like a dark chocolate kind of thing going on a little bit of spice yeah i
0: was gonna say dark chocolate or like black cherry maybe mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: totally black cherry yeah yeah, yeah. anyway I forgot the skip bucket. Jen,
0: being a sommelier. <laughs> I am basically a sommelier. <laughs> Some good uh Foley work there guys.
1: Thanks. Um What do you think of that?
0: I find it quite spicy initially.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I get I get a bit of that as well too. It's a little sure. bit rougher than I thought it was going to be. Same, same. I thought you it was going to be a little
0: tingly on my throat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little sort of more straightforward and, and a little juicier and fruitier. Um, yes, it has been aged in barrels for 12 months, but then it sees another four years of aging essentially in the bottle because it's 2013. So it's, which is not unusual for Spanish wines at all. Um, especially this Reserva sort of caliber, it gets a minimum 12 months of, of barrel age, but, um, it does have like some tannins to it. Like that's a that mouth drying feeling that you get on your teeth. Um, more so than i thought it would me
0: too i was expecting it to be really smooth based on how it smelled
1: mm-hmm.
0: i agree i have the same feeling on my tongue that when like you lick too many stamps <laughs> very technical wine I'm, it old I'm, school. I'm trying i'm trying to just give it to people in a relatable fashion mm-hmm. If you yeah
1: well no when i when people ask about tannins it's like the only way i can describe it is like yeah like mouth drying feeling on your gums but right? like
0: instantaneous
1: or like <laughs> if you were to take if you were to make tea and take the tea bag and put it in your mouth like it would have that same feeling like it just sort of it sucks all the moisture out of or your, if you sleep your with mouth. your mouth
0: open and yes. you wake up and you get that like yeah. crunchy mouth feeling in the morning yeah. that's so, this is a crunchy mouth line
1: crunchy mouth wine I like that <laughs> you can use
0: that term anytime you like that awesome
1: I will um <laughs> so it's 13 percent alcohol it does I can feel a little bit of warmth on the on the finish kind of um so sort of like just sort of hanging around that's sort of the you know that br- not burning but that warm feeling that you get sort of and that always is sort of the indication that maybe the alcohol is a little bit high but 13 percent is pretty normal
0: which is what makes it kind of a nice fall mm. winter mm-hmm. drink mm-hmm. it's warming
1: you could also I mean it would work well with like sort of heartier I don't know, like a a stew or something like that. Like it would be a good wine for, for something like, yeah, cold weather food. I
0: feel like this might be a good wine for mulling. Mm, yeah, like throw totally. some spices in there and throw oh. it in the
1: old crock pot. Yes, yes. I thought you meant like mulling, like contemplating. No. Like, hmm, let <laughs> me mulling as, as in making way.
0: spicier yes. and more
1: festive. Totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like if like uh, maybe eventually we'll talk a little bit more about mulled wine as we get towards the holidays. Can we
0: make a mulled wine?
1: Yeah. Why not? Let's do it.
0: I have a crock pot. I'll bring it in. Awesome.
1: I'll bring some... Mulded and we wine. can
0: even, sh- we can tell people to secretly come back here and get a glass of mulled wine while ever, they're working. I have a really
1: good mulled wine story. Should I save it? Yeah, save it. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you can use like, you shouldn't use expensive wine for, for mulled wine. You should use, yeah, like just cheap, like even eight or nine dollar wine mm-hmm. or whatever. And, th- and my story sort of relates to that. But okay. Touch on Bank that. Bank In later Bank months. Bank it for December. You'll have to remind me.
0: I will. Don't worry. Okay. You um, know my mind is evolved.
1: Yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> like it, lots of dark fruit. Um. Yeah, the tannins like are pretty fairly grippy. I don't know, that's the term I use, like that mouth drying feeling, that's how I describe. Crunchy mouth wine. Crunchy mouth wine, exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's from Southeast Spain. You of specially selected ancient bush vines, hmm. concentrated wine, full of ripe fruit aromas. Well, bush vines is like, so you know how you go through a vineyard? Oh man, I'm going through all sorts of different topics here. This
0: is extremely informative today. It's so like a, a supersized. It's like a masterclass. Yes. Episode. Um,
1: uh, it's just because I don't want to go back to work. Um, so, you know, when you drive through wine country and there's like very prim, proper rows of vines. Yes. Bush vines are just like, they're just, they just grow out of the ground they're like these sort of crazy looking wild and crazy yeah sort of and and so that's that's what bush wines are it's more 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 common in spain and a little bit in france um and a little bit in chile i've seen a few but not not very widespread especially in like canadian wine country or whatever
0: okay so to sum up Mm -hmm. can you just go through the name of the wine again the price where you can
1: find it castillo de covenegra 12.99 it is available at liquor marts um and uh probably some private wine stores maybe i don't know it is made from the monastrell grape it is from the humia Jum- Jum- <laughs> <laughs> i tried to say it. it's from southeast spain <laughs> j u m i l l a is the region and uh yeah 2013 and uh i don't know not too bad not too bad i i, I sort of like it but might doesn't sound like it was up your respective alley it's not my favorite mentioned. red but i've had yeah no
0: it just was not what I was expecting it to be. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't mind it. We'll say that. It, but I agree. I agree that it would be a good, a good, a good Muller.
1: Yep. And I've never had this one before, so it was a new experience for me too. Mm. It's got a little bit of. Now I'm getting a little bit of acidity on, from the like on the palate as well, mm-hmm. sort of like mouth puckering and mouth drawing, mouth crunching, <laughs> mouth crunching. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, Ben. Always love to have you. My pleasure. And we will see you again next month. Yes as always you can find everything that we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com you can also follow us on social media i'm at jen Ziratti on instagram and twitter and i'm at naya Rebel on instagram and twitter and you can also email us at bury the at winnipegfreepress.com very easy to remember we're not getting any emails from people so <laughs> please email us uh, even just to tell me about your day i'll read it yeah i'll we, respond like, thoughtfully we love to get emails yes from people and letters from listeners like you paper mail's great too exactly and we'll see you next week I'm